0: Good day. How are you? Do
1: you? Uh, good. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, are you are just fine? Good. Good. You are too. Uh, good. This is perfect. All right, we're going live. Hello, America and the world. We are live on thepointofthings.com. How are you, Tom Shattuck?
1: George, it's important in the world that people know when to take red flags seriously and when to know that and we have a couple of friends from England who just got married, George. So hopefully they did the. I bet you they did. They do the thorough vetting, and they're going to be oh yes happy together forever. But there are things in the world. <clears throat> Sorry, that George was my beer. The toilet. Therapy. No, that
0: was that was my my speckled hen with a nitrogen oh, capsule splendid. in it. Oh, red flags are bad. I had someone tell me that a few years ago. Red flag. Red flag. red, red flag. And uh, I ignored them.
1: Right. Right. So here's the thing. Um, the f- I somebody in a few towns over went on this Facebook page, oh, and and said, uh, "Can you?" This woman went on and said, "Can you? Can you? Can somebody please tell me what the regulations are for a um, open flame?" <laughs> So is there a particular re- re- regulation that the fire department in the town has to have a fire pit uh, versus leaf burning versus burning sticks, et cetera? Is there a regulation? And, of course, all these people on Facebook weighed in saying, yeah, there is a town thing where leaf burning can only happen in these weeks and months. Or if you do it other, other times and you have to get a permit and this and that and and then other people said, uh, well, yeah, the, technically the town says you can't have any open flame, and the fire department could come to your house if you've got a fire pit, but if you say, tell them that you're cooking, then they'll go away. And, and then there's some places where you're allowed to have fire pits, and so it's, it's all different things. So all people, the people are weighing into this woman's question, and she is uh, going back and forth with them, and and it, it's, it's going on and on, and she said, the reason I'm asking is because the person... <laughs> for a friend Uh, i live with in this house no she says the person i live with in this house Uh doesn't seem to understand the difference it doesn't seem to understand that there's are there are rules and regulations around such things Mm. so we just happen to know who who these people are and and obviously she's talking about her own husband oh so she's essentially diming him out (laughs) Because he's probably like I was just a moment ago, George. <laughs> when I was outside and you were we were texting, yes, I was burning stuff in a burn barrel. I, I was, matter of fact, I was thinking and,
0: about your burn barrel. And,
1: yeah, when you and when you texted me, so, it is so. My religion is burn barrel. Now it is so wonderful, <laughs> and you know all the sticks you find and all the stuff you can get rid of. It is such a wonderful and the thing. smell, the it. smell of burning oh, leaves, cult, the mm. smell. Well, yeah, yeah. Leaves aren't don't smell great, I don't think, but but the other I mean, maybe they do elsewhere, but maybe these are wet leaves. So, but yeah, that's what it is. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Between burning leaves and stuff that you rake up, and even like a roll, you know, the 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 uh, middle of the toilet paper roll, you know, that thing that you can throw out that you would otherwise do something else with. Um, the other stuff, just paper products can burn. Old pizza box, it's like perfect. It's wonderful, and I love it so. It is. It is really. Um, what do you call that when it's spiritually beneficial to you? It's um, it's a whatever experience. It's, it's transcendental.
0: A, it's, a, it's a transcendental. You you are one no. with nature. And the full moon. No. It's almost full moon oh, so, rising so. here in New England tonight. at sunset.
1: And it's wonderful. And it's great being out there. And, Beautiful I mean, day. You know, New England does a lot wrong, but they do fall right. I think we do. Um, and and so so I was thinking about that. And thinking about that, this woman. Is probably saying, and my wife does it a little bit, you know, saying, uh, Tom, are you supposed to burn that? Can we get in trouble? Can you? Whatever. <laughs> and sometimes I wonder if the
0: cop. I, I know all about this, by the way. I'll fill but, you in. But, I, I'll you know, tell I, you when you're ready. Go ahead. Keep going.
1: Yeah. So, but, you know, it's this guy, it's his house, it's his domain. I know the guy. He's a great guy. And he's just trying to do some work yard work whatever in right solitude mm-hmm. he's enjoying using the burn barrel mm-hmm. or the pit whatever mm-hmm. and his own wife is trying to undermine him and ratting on him really Ooh. saying is he supposed to be doing that can you really can you imagine that like how unhealthy is that that that's where her focus that is a red
0: flag right there on him right
1: well totally totally <laughs>
0: Is there a history of other things that have I mean if things exploded, has there been a house collapse? has anything bad happened previously where she may have lost faith?
1: i she didn't mention it and she mentioned everything else in the world, so I don't think so. I just think she's trying to they she found she found a point to argue, saying, hey, you know we're not supposed to be doing this. we're gonna get in trouble. It's environmentally not good or whatever it is. And so she took it to. You know, to public opinion, rather than work it out. So she says, like something like that he he's having trouble understanding the difference. <laughs> like leave the guy alone. Go find your own thing to do.
0: You know, it's much I easier know, to ask forgiveness that. than permission. I never do that, like, right? Much 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 easier to ask forgiveness than permission. I mean, but that's I didn't know officer. Figure. This is yeah.
1: supposedly his partner. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Well, was it with the, exactly. <laughs> this is not. We are at the age now, and this guy's probably my age, so we're about fifty years old here. Mm-hmm. We're at the age now where the cops aren't people we run from anymore. Where we all we're we're not exactly out there with uh, wanderlust and looking to cause trouble. Right. We're at the age now. We're just trying to eke out a little bit of happiness and survive. So, so like, he's not suspect. If it was a seventeen-year-old kid, I mean, that's something different.
0: Yeah, there, there'd be some you know, conversation just, just before they would is- draw a weapon on you. Pretty much at, at this age. Right. Right. Didn't you say yes. Just,
1: yeah. Just next to where I am. Yes. Oh, totally. Just next to where I am. There's a. Uh, there's um. Oh, tonight, there's been a lot of gunfire. There's this Ooh. little plot of woods. Is it hunting? Where um, it's like probably four or five football fields put together. It's very small and it's surrounded by neighborhoods. It's crazy and it's hunting. Yeah. So oh. and historically, this guy who owns that land, it's deep, it's thick woods lets a hunter go in there and shoot deer and then like he shares a venison or something and then you can buy it from him. whatever it's just it's this collaborative thing that they've got going here very organic i think they've been doing it, it forever i don't i like deer i like deer and i think they're beautiful and i don't want to shoot them and kill them and things like that yeah i, I, but I also I, would never call the cops on on this guy no even of course not there's live rounds being fired around <laughs> i mean
0: and there may be some issue sorry, with that. It, it's, in a, in a, t- it depends. I mean, it really depends on the town. So when I, when I lived out on the 128 belt, it was illegal to hunt unless you had a bow and arrow apparently, but you could burn until April 1st. I believe it starts about now. So it is legal to, but you had to call the fire department and say, is it okay to burn? Like, is it too windy or something? Right. Cause they're just worried about brush fires and they'll tell you yes or no. That's at least how it worked in my town. So I, I believe your neighbor is just got a you know personal problem. He's not going to get arrested. He's not getting a visit.
1: No, right, right. And, and it's same with my brother. It's just the kind of people yeah, that would like good stuff. Would, would ever do that. Right. Whatever rat you out, and I've I've had a you know I live up here now where there's where there's this town only has four thousand people, and thankfully, mm. you, you know you know are, most of them there now. There are less. There are fewer ways. Yeah, there are fewer ways to get stressed. Like when you live closer to the city, all the terrible driving and things right. affects you. Right, and it's it's terrible. And now we're far out, and i even though I live close to some cities, you know, and my commute can still be fifty minutes. It's it's, it's an easier. You have an easier
0: commute now. It's not the horror of going through through downtown Boston every day, which oh, yeah. is terrible.
1: But there are these things that make you say, that makes you say, "I want to just move out to the desert in Texas <laughs> and never see another human being."
0: I was in Texas last but, week.
1: Know, sometimes, like yesterday, George. <laughs> I love Texas. Yesterday, here's an example. Like yesterday, I drove into Wakefield, Massachusetts, which is just a few. It's a bustling suburb right outside of Boston, and mm-hmm. uh, to help a friend out. Right. And um, and when I was there, I got stuck behind a car that was potentially going 18 miles per hour. So while I was there, I thought, wow, this is a great town. It's so great to be so close to the city. I missed this. And then I was stuck behind this person who was one person was making my life miserable. So was there other traffic or was this person
0: just going 18 miles an hour on a two lane road and you couldn't get by them because there was no passing?
1: Couldn't get by. No, you couldn't. You couldn't buy. That person owned. Yep. And I remember that was something that was happening a lot there. And, And people were saying, it kills me. It kills me. People try to do it up here in the boonies too, and so Facebook. You know, they're in the community pages. They're always like, okay, "If everybody could please just stop, like riding me, please just go the speed limit." It's like we've got. There's no way we've got an open road here. There's no way I'm going 35 miles per hour on an open strip of road. It's freaking un-American. Move! <laughs> if you can't deal with cars going as fast as they safely can, pull over and let the adults take the roads.
0: Exactly. But, by make, the way, by the way, I forgot I forgot to do this. Hang on, Go I ahead, forget. George. We're not official, you ready?
1: This is the point of things with George Capalbo and Tom Shattuck. But we did.
0: And here they are, allegedly unsafe at almost any speed. Tom Shattuck and George Capalbo. So now so now I feel psychic putting together that drop when you're, you're ranting about traffic, right? Unsafe at any speed. I think that was, mm-hmm. I'm psychic. <laughs> so by the way, I was in Austin last weekend, speaking of Texas, speaking of what? vehicles, you want to tell like you, have had a much better weekend than I am. I got to tell you, my, I had an awesome time on my trip, but it was a complete disaster. Everything could have gone wrong, went wrong. So I was there for
1: 56 laps ahead of us here in Austin. It's lights out and away we go.
0: The Formula One Grand Prix. So I get invited by my friend, Colin, who is the race director. Okay, so I had like a pass and all this stuff, but you know, I get to Austin on Friday and do you ever go open up your bag, you know, and you get to the hotel, you're gonna put stuff away and you go, wait a minute, where are my jeans? Do I have my jeans? My I had I, had one, I have had, I had one pair of pants that I was wearing. So now it's like three or four in the afternoon. And by the way, so I was so you know I mentioned to you this this blonde woman who um, for for the purposes of anonymity, her name is Jet. No, actually her name is Jennifer. Never mind. Uh, anyway, so I was supposed to meet her for a drink. So now I have one pair of pants. And I'm gonna go
1: with the anonymity, George.
0: So before for that. Well, I'll get into that. So just this is this is part of the horribly wrong. So I decide I'm gonna go out and buy some jeans. So I start walking to this place. I go, I go on Google and say, Levi's. Right. And it gives you the name of this place and it's called The George. And I thought, well, that's a good sign. So I go walking. I'm in the wrong direction. So finally, I see a cab. I take a cab there, and I go inside, and they go, uh, yeah, Levi's hasn't taken us off their website. We don't we don't have Levi's, but we have jeans, but they were like $400 jeans. So I was like, I'm not doing that. Sign up walking. I, anyway, I get jeans. I text this woman, and I hear nothing back. fact, I hear nothing back from her the whole weekend, okay? So now, I'm going to meet my friend Colin, who's gotten ill at the previous Grand Prix in Mexico City, like he ate something or drank the water and he's been ill all week. And he's saying, I'm coming back from the circuit. Meet me, meet me downstairs in the bar, like after nine. So I go over there and this other beautiful one sits down and clearly wants me to talk to her. And now I'm feeling like I'm not a player. I'm going to see this prep. I'm going to see this woman, you know, Jennifer. So I ignore her (laughs) or I don't, I don't engage, you know, and then she doesn't show up the whole weekend. So I should have, and it turns out this other woman works for one of the race teams and she's gorgeous and she's English. And I was I was annoyed, okay. So, it was not good. And then this is the this is the really embarrassing part. And this everything was okay so after this. She,
1: so she knocked off the other person.
0: I don't know. Maybe she did. <laughs> no, she wasn't. She wasn't nearby, so she could get a clean shot at them at her. But uh, no, she just you know. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I wasn't that like planning the rest of my life. I just thought, well, I'll meet her for a drink, see what she's like. But then she didn't show up. So, and I blew this other chance. That's why I was more annoyed about that. By the way, but than, it was
1: but it was okay. Oh, I see. Oh, right? that is painful, George. Jeez, that was annoying. I'm old enough now. That why are people blowing each other off?
0: Well, okay. So then the next day, the next day I go I go in and so my friend you know works for the FIA the the racing bodies the assistant race director and he gives me a pass where I can go and sit in their canteen and have coffee. I go in, and I get tossed out of the canteen. The woman's room. The canteen and says it's only for the race teams. So I said, well, I'm here with the race director. I'm sorry, and then he says, "What?" Later, he said, "So they went and teased her incessantly after this, and it was all fine, and I got to eat and drink, but now I'm out of there." Oh my goodness! And then I see the blonde; she's working for one of the race teams. She looks at me and then looks away, like she's annoyed that I was rude to her. Oh, so it's yeah. a it's a total that and that was uh, sort of that there. was sort of the low point of the whole thing. But then there was good, you know. So my friend felt better. We went, and had a good dinner. I hung out. I saw I saw Michael Douglas. I think I texted you a picture of Michael Douglas. He looks right. old. He looks. I mean, he is in his seventies, but he looks. You know, I guess he had like stage four cancer, and and he looked. Yeah. He looked. His skin was kind of thin and pale, but he looked spry. You know, he looked in, engaged and spry, and he was was there. But no, no, Katherine Zeta Jones. However, the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders were there. They walked right by me, all thirty five thousand say. of them. Yeah, I got a very close look at the deli. And, and wow, it's very homogenized in Americana. There's nothing sort of, you know, untoward about this that with their little pom-poms. They walked out and then they walked back. And it was pretty cool. Apparently, my, um, uh, Matthew McConaughey was there, but I did not see him. I went to, I had a seat that took me. I also got sunburned and blisters on my feet from walking. It was like, it was literally like a mile and a half to my seat in this sort of, you know, paddock area, outside the paddock area. So I'd go to my seat. And, and the people around me are nice. Texan, te- people in Texas are very friendly. It was other than the one that didn't show up. <laughs> but uh, I had a good time. Oh, man. I had a good time.
1: Well, sorry about that. That's all so, right. No, 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 no permanent to- damage.
0: Yes. I'll tell
1: you, George. It's tough out there. It is. It's tough out there.
0: You know, it's but it was sort of like... You know what? Misfire. You know, I could have, I would have done just fine. But, um, you know, I just sort of misfired. And and it's from being, maybe I shouldn't be as nice of a guy, Tom. Maybe I should, I should become a player, right? And take advantage of opportunities because you never know what's going to happen. But that's not my nature.
1: Uh, When are we going to learn to be nicer to each other, George?
0: I know it. We're starting here. We're starting here. Uh Tonight. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Or maybe not. uh, All right. um, So, okay. So, you're stuck in traffic. I'm sorry. I I took that. I veered off and took us down a a, a bad road. So, you're stuck behind this person in traffic, and you thought you were happy to be near Boston, but then you realized you're not, and you're happy to be out in the country, which I agree with. It's nice out here in the country.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So, no, I think your grievance is bigger than mine. We're getting blown off. Did I tell you about So uh, when I uh I was dating a young a uh, dating I was only 21 or whatever yeah. and I was dating this young lady who was 23 and she was she was that, those were 2 years that seemed like 10 years I was a boy I didn't know anything and she had kind of we'll say been around a little bit George
0: <laughs> and uh, older woman
1: and um she was an older woman she had dated uh voluminously I would say <laughs> before we got together that's beside the point really but anyway so so this is one of those women who was wise and all sorts of stuff i was new to so it it was a it was a kind of fantastic relationship for a year or whatever right and i loved having her around and and she was great and sweet and very pretty and 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 just it was great having her around and i like i'm a boyfriend kind of guy i always like uh, having a girlfriend or having somebody yeah, there or whatever. absolutely and so uh you know after we yeah after we broke up it was sudden like she was uh she wanted to break up and it was and i was like uh heart i was heartbroken over it i was you know, and i was like man I, I need to find a new girlfriend quickly and uh replace this one with somebody even better so i so i met this girl one night at a bar with my friends and she was uh way way out of my league and she was, um, she looked like, um, who's that beautiful model from the 80s who was in SI?
0: Paulina Paraskova. She's available. No, no, this is no. an American. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, American, Cindy.
1: No, not, not the. I was going to say Elle anyway. McPherson, but she's anyway, Australian. Would, no, she was. She, uh, uh, this we heard this this Kathy Ireland so Kathy uh, Ireland oh beautiful kind of met with looked like ex- exactly like Kathy Ireland and it was ridiculous how well, this is in the nineties so Kathy Ireland was uh, kind of still around it. Mm. and uh anyway we hung out for a bit that evening nothing crazy whatever but we kissed and whatever and uh, and um it, 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 I think she was like she was I think she said like um something about the fact that she was amused by me. <laughs> I wasn't good looking for her to be her boyfriend. She said something about you you're like you're amusing. very musician whatever. So she I go along to, with that. Know, to, to that you oh. make out whatever, you know? So you know, so the next day, I actually slept at her house but nothing, I crashed at her house, we'll say. yes, right? But nothing Nothing happened. Untoward happened, whatever. Right. So the next morning I'm I, I'm out of there. I got to go to work whatever. I was all thrilled cuz I figured I've got her number. This is my new girlfriend. This is great. Good. So I called right. her the next day. She doesn't answer. i leave a message. She and I call her. And then I call her 53,000 times in the next four days. <laughs> and you can't do that. That's do hey, this I mistake. By, rookie mistake. I acted, I acted as if we had been dating. I'm like, this is great. This will be, It was totally a rookie mistake. You didn't sleep at her house. And in my mind, it was like, oh, great. I just had... In my mind, I had. I was like, great. I just got done having a girlfriend. I know how to be a boyfriend. So she's my new boyfriend. And so, of course, she... Was like, oh my god, what's going on with this guy? So she was avoiding me, like, or whatever. And George, I know the feeling. So I like w- went into the same bar with my friends, and she, her friends, ushered her out of the bar. As oh, if I was uh, an assassin. And then we got to the, leper. And George, listen to this. This I met her in, in '94 or whatever. Yeah. As late as 1999, she was running out of places that I walked across the street when you would. You're by like two weeks. <laughs> Exactly. Even though two weeks after like this, I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? And my friends, my, all my friends were saying, why do you keep calling her? You're a psycho. Stop it. Stop yeah. calling her. Stop. And this is before cell phones were like that. So you had to leave a message. And, uh, oh, it was terrible. I'm like, and I actually, one time we, I took them the next day, like over to her house and like shouted at her window, always thinking it was charming at the time. And of course she thought it was psychotic. And, um, and she spent the nineties running away from me. Jesus even though I was like, You don't have to run from
0: me. I, I fully like this in the street right now. This is it's a little bit you but you've grown up I now. Know.
1: Right. And then, of course, it became famous, you know, in swingers and stuff and movies like right after that. It's like, whoa. So that's what was happening. But, you know, when you're when you're dating somebody and you're rebounding, you're like, okay, that's fine. I'm no pain. I just connect this new world into where the old world was and everything's fine.
0: See, now, in my case, there was nothing uh, like that at all. I I actually hadn't talked to her in maybe like three or four weeks. And I said, oh, I did say to her I'd have a drink with her in Austin. Actually, she said to me, oh, you can buy me a drink in Austin. I went because I wouldn't have but I probably was not going to go there because it was sort of a professional thing. She was helping move all our servers. Right. And I went, sure. So I just said to her, Hey, I'm in Austin Friday. I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to buy you a drink. And and then she responded, didn't respond immediately. It was like a few days later. So i kind of said, eh, I had low, I had low uh, possibilities as it was. I said, all right, that's, that's over. And then suddenly I got a text from her saying, Oh, sorry, busy week. I'm, I haven't had any martinis all week. I'm very thirsty. When are you here? And so I just said I'm here Friday. I may have to get my, you know, credentials, and I'll either see you Friday or. She's I'll be at the circuit both days, right? And that was it. That's the last thing I heard from her. I went okay. I figure I'll see her at the circuit, and not. So I did not text her ten thousand times. They texted twice, and with days in between, right? And uh, nothing had. But now everybody's done that, Thomas. When you're young, You've, there's someone you're infatuated with, and you just sort of perhaps assume of too much. Right. I did have someone at, when I was in middle school. Absolutely. It was like high school. We went to a, we went to an amusement park and she went to the bathroom and she never came back. To this day, I don't know what happened to her. You know, she just oh, disappeared. Yeah. No. Didn't come out of the bathroom, oh, yeah. climbed well, out a window a or something. Thing. And everybody's <laughs> everybody's
1: been there. My my dad actually uh he talked about going to in the late sixties. Uh, dating a girl from the building he lived in worked in uh, which was the statler building down in boston oh in nice the, place and the playboy club was right there yeah so they went and had a couple of drinks at the playboy club and she went up to use the bathroom and he never saw her again even <laughs> though she had been working in this in the same building <laughs> so she either
0: she knows all these skaters killed
1: or just ditched him and or, oh yeah and by the way, let me let that. me
0: let me go is, let me go more positive. I did actually, L. McPherson has stared into my eyes and looked at me for about three or four seconds one time. The actual L. McPherson. Wow. I went to when this is back of when I was working for Formula nice. One, we working for Formula One in the late 90s, and I get told I need to go to the paddock to see somebody that's doing some video thing and check it out, see if it's any good. So I go to the paddock and I see this guy, and it was terrible. And I'm walking out. And there's all this commotion outside, and there's literally flash bulbs and people yelling and screaming. And I'm like, "What's going on?" The door opens, and Elle McPherson walks up and looks me in the eyes and says, "Hello." And I look at her, and she's beautiful, but she's beautiful in a way that like she's been out in the sun for a long time, so she actually had like lots of, of wrinkles. But she was still beautiful, and she was beautifully dressed. And I said, "Oh," I said, "Hello." And then she looks at me for a few more seconds. Then she realizes. I have no idea who this is. And she walks away. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so it kind of ended badly, but she I didn't block gaze. I said hello. She said hello to me. And I said hello to her. And it was just me. And the world stopped for about three seconds. And it was actually Elle McPherson. And she then she walked away and never spoke to me again.
1: <laughs> so, you know, the, you had a shot there, George, because Elle McPherson... I did. I think you could call yourself a bit of a quirky guy. Like I am. More, I mean, you're a quirky guy. I mean, she, more, she
0: definitely, could, she's trying to figure out if she knew gimmick. me. You're,
1: you're, you're into t- high tech and a little and, and all that stuff. But, you know, she used to love Norm McDonald. Did you know that?
0: Did she really? Then I'd be perfect you for love, her. You
1: must like Norm McDonald.
0: I'll love Norm McDonald. Oh, he's right. awesome. Yeah.
1: So she loved him and she w- was mm. just obsessed with him. Just totally. And when she was on SNL and stuff, she was all over him and there's, there's rumors that that uh, that they had an affair, but she certainly was just enthralled with him, and that's the best kind of. That's the best kind. of... I would say that's the best kind of relationship, like the current relationship that I'm in now with my wife, George.
0: A lovely, a lovely myself. woman.
1: My uh, wife, yes, Allison. She's very smart, and she, she is. She's got all the good stuff that I don't have, and so, <laughs> so um but she only knew about me from listening to the radio on her, and heard me on this radio show
0: Really? She met so you from your radio persona learning all of- Really? That's pretty yeah. interesting.
1: So, I was just doing my thing, right? And she was listening to the show. Oh. And she was she liked me. She was a fan. Wow. So she learned all about me. And yes, it still and, went out with you about my faults etc. because the show was <laughs> right. So, so I, but by the time she met me in person and we were, we were uh, communicating, she'd already been done vetting me. And so there was nothing wow. I could do at that point to screw it up because she already knew about all my negatives. Wow. You know, I certainly did my share of lying, etc., <laughs> on the positive side. To of course, talk, I was telling everyone that I was does. An avid yeah. Camper and sportsman and this and that. yeah, yeah. I'm sure she just put it aside. You not care.
0: This is this is making me thing. this this story is making me very nervous. By the way, what if someone is attracted to my radio persona? I'm in trouble.
1: <laughs> no, you're not. That's huh? fantastic. I think it's good My my
0: Your Tech Minute Radio? From,
1: they'll know that. So despite someone told you me say in person and all this the fact that you're so charming. Less in person, yeah. They'll say so they'll say in the back of their... I'm not saying that you are, but I'm saying if they found, if I'm they about the you same. Were, Less production, though. They'd still say, "Well, you know what? He's that guy." So even though, like, he's not on stage right now, so you, so that's the key. Put that in your match. Some friend,
0: some friend of mine actually. Some friend of mine said, uh you know, recently, he heard my tech minute on and He says, "You ought to tone that down. You sound insane." I went, "No, that's exactly what I'm going for." my radio persona that's awesome oh tom shattuck well and you know and look at the beautiful family you have and Definitely. she's a lovely girl and she clearly still likes you right i think i hope she won't call she would yes. i would say with 100 percent certainty that that uh, your wife would not be calling the authorities about your burn barrel she trusts you in this kind of thing
1: Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. She well, she doesn't trust She thinks I'm an idiot, but she would not sell me out. She, oh, no, she, good. Okay. She dislikes, uh, the, she dislikes the idea of the kind of people who would rat out somebody. And yeah, it's bad. And she dislikes the idea of an authority telling you what you can do in your own lawn more than she dislikes me doing it. Right. So as long as I don't kill any of the kids with a burn barrel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's probably fine. Then I'll be fine.
0: And you but, know, there's isn't there a thing that well, so you can't testify against your... Um, your your wife or your spouse, right? Or does that go for you? Can't get in trouble if they did something. Well, or, does that if work they the same prosecute
1: way? Prosecute you? you they, they fed they can't t- they can't bring your wife in as a witness. Right, exactly. For so, the, but
0: she could be an accessory to burning the town down. Yes, ho- I'm yeah.
1: Sure, she's made.
0: All right, well, maybe uh, she shouldn't listen to this episode. Yes. Invest
1: herself of me. <laughs> so, um, so, I'm excited about that, George. Yes. I'm uh, excited that the Army and the military are using now weapons that are more like blasters, like Star Wars, lasers.
0: Yes, I just saw this. This may be a future Tech Minute. Have you seen they, this? They have, they, well, they've been working on that for a while. Yes. There was like a chemical laser in the 90s that was in a 747, but it took a while to kind of warm it up. And, and uh, now, um, mm-hmm. yeah, they've got it. Well, you know, you don't have to lead that unless it's a light year away. You can just point at it and shoot and put holes in it.
1: Ooh. Oh, that's if you believe all that stuff. I don't believe the speed of sound and the speed of light <laughs> stuff. That's you people, you no, it, people. any hey, Anything but George, you
0: can see at um, speed of light is fine. Anything that's near near to Earth is fine. It's just like a third of a second. So you're going to hit it. No problem. If it's a mile away, no problem. You're, you're going to hit it.
1: You're contending that the stars I'm seeing, you're contending that some of the stars I'm seeing right now outside have, may have already exploded into nothingness.
0: Yes, darkness. Correct. That that still is yeah, the natural. Speed of light is still thing. happening. You're seeing you're seeing stuff that's billions of years ago when you're looking at the twinkling stars. So the whole universe could have exploded. It just hasn't gotten here. That's, that's pretty amazing, isn't it?
1: Well, what if what if somehow we could somehow send a laser rendering of a mirror projection to one of these planets, and then look back at us immediately at the speed of light and see us? Would we be seeing us then two billion years ago?
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, so, okay, there are people working, and this is this is That's actually an a an recent an Tech cool. Minute, there are people working on actual warp drive. So, you know, it's interesting. I know you kind of poo-poo Star Trek as being sort of, uh, you know, overrated, but it caused a lot of people to get excited about science and want to do things. And so, there's someone that came up with an idea for this, this guy named Al Capieri, Italian. And, uh, by the way, I have, a, I have a teapot drop in Italian. Would you like to hear it? Actually, I wasn't trying to segue to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was Here we go. You ready? Here we go it's like a
1: break
0: so anybody in italy now can call us that was our phone number that was the point of things in italian anyway so
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh i like that
0: we'll use that that's a little little segue so so anyway so what what he figured out is no one no one has proven this wrong yet okay that okay, you can't physically the the problem with the speed of light is, and this has been proven actually. Einstein was correct, is as you approach the speed of light, your mass increases to the point where it's an in infinite. You can't as much fuel as you have, you can't go any faster because your mass goes infinite and you can't accelerate anymore. Okay. However, if you could create a bubble of space-time around your starship and make that go faster, that is not a- affected by relativistic effects. So, inside your warp bubble, you're going zero, you know? And your warp bubble is going warp factor right, 10. the same
1: way if you're walking in the cabin of an airplane.
0: Exactly correct. You're not affected by the wind. the
1: same way if you're walking in the cabin of an airplane. That's right. So,
0: right. of course, no one's figured out how to do that yet, but that's the theory. No one has proven it wrong. Right. So that there may be Where's hope. Damn Tom, Super
1: Collider won't that do it?
0: There, there's some um, So actually, this this week's um Tech Minute is uh. They 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 just lowered a two-ton, nine-foot-tall, uh, detector for dark matter into a abandoned gold mine in South Dakota. That sounds like Tech Minute stuff, doesn't it? A lot of word salad, and it's all true.
1: Jesus sure does.
0: Well, so and so the thing is, apparently, and they they've sort of proven that dark matter exists because they've seen gravity waves that can only be caused by things you can't see. Dark matter is most of the universe, but it doesn't interact with regular matter, and we can't see it, and we can't detect it other than gravity waves. So, they're trying to detect some amount of it with this detector, which is buried inside the Earth, and the idea is that because it doesn't interact with the with the regular world, they could see gravity waves because there's nothing around. They're, basically, they're inside this completely shielded place, and a gravity wave is the only thing that would get through. So, if they could capture particles of dark matter in your starship as you travel along, if you could figure out how to do that, you could. If you try to put them together, it's like Star Trek matter, 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 antimatter annihilation. And you get power from it, and the fuel's all around you because right now you're surrounded by dark matter, very tiny amounts, amounts of it, and it doesn't interact with you, it's just there, according to physicists. This could all be baloney, but but it. But they have some proof,
1: right? And thus the the that thus the in- invention of the dilithium crystal. Exactly correct.
0: Exactly correct. And so so, you have your work bubble and your dark matter, Tom. We're going to we're going out to the. We'll hit another galaxy. We'll do a remote from another galaxy. You know that'll be good.
1: My goodness, <laughs> my goodness. Could it be any fun though? Hey, whatever happened to that? Remember the movie uh, The Abyss?
0: Yes. I liked that yeah, actually.
1: I think it was a thing in the sea.
0: Right. Yep. That, that was actually a pretty good movie.
1: People were. were bre- yes, it was. And they had the scene, I think it was that, or that was Leviathan, one of the two, where the, the guy was breathing in this gelatinous stuff.
0: Yeah, so he underwater. could dive deep. Right.
1: Uh, it was like. Exactly. And that stuff existed. Yep. That was something that existed that somebody in the military had been using. Whatever happened to that?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I remember.
1: How come it's not available <clears throat> at Bert Marine right now or something? How that, you,
0: that's a good question because the problem with diving deep flow. is that you get you get crushed by the by the pressure. So if you're filled with fluid, if you could breathe right. a fluid, then you wouldn't get compressed and you, you would would live. I remember hmm. back in the 70s, the Apollo 12, Alan Bean went on like the Tonight Show or some TV talk show. And he had a mouse and he dropped it into this bowl of liquid, and the mouse was breathing the liquid. And I don't remember we could probably maybe we could find this somewhere. I don't know, but it was really weird. How cool? It was pretty How cool. Because cool. I, you know, I'm thinking about a fish, they, they breathe water, right? They just they just have the gill set up for it. So right. <laughs> so next week, Tom oh, Shaddock. Next drink week drink I will be I will be in Los Angeles next weekend. My jet set lifestyle continues. You know,
1: stay still for a week, George. Well,
0: then I'm staying home. Then I'm home until next year. I think I'm I'm going to Maryland in December, but uh, otherwise I'm going. Out. So I'm I'm now on the board of the intercollegiate broadcasting system. Someone said to me last weekend, "This actually sounds important," and it, it kind of is. It's you know, my friend Fritz that passed away was ran the thing for many years and was very good to my company. And he asked me to be on the board about three months before he died, and I'm on the board. So I'm going to the Los Angeles conference at the Intercollegiate Broadcasting System. at uh, It's at a uh, college in Long Beach, California, next Saturday. So we have two possibilities to do a live show. One is we could do it from the floor of the college radio conference, and I could bring some kids in. That would be next Saturday. So you would have to rearrange your schedule. And and I remember I'm three hours behind you, so I could do it at one in the afternoon, and it would be cool. Or even in the morning, it would be early afternoon for you. Or... I will, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing radio gear for me. I'm going to have a station set up for them to broadcast you know, from the show. Or I could do it Sunday, sometime midday, which would be like one, noontime, maybe like three or four for you from uh, the, the, the standard hotel in downtown LA, which is this cool place of the rooftop bar. And I could do a show from there. So I did try last week at the Grand Prix, but wow, I had to cool. go in at six forty-five. I was like, it was like I was working for them again, right? I'd go in at six forty-five with the race director and his, his assistant, and then I'd come back at like nine. So I couldn't get any network in there, and uh, so we didn't do a show. We're, I'm sorry, audience, we didn't do that. But I did try. I did try, but uh, did not succeed. Are we good?
1: Wow, well, cool, George. That is cool. So, what does somebody on a board do? So.
0: So there, there's probably, a, so I've discovered there's about 12 people on this board. And and our, so the group is, it's a, there's about a thousand member schools or maybe more to the intercollegiate broadcasting system. It's been around, it'll be our 80th year, I believe, like next year. And uh, we we do things, we're a nonprofit and we do things to support college radio. We have, um, you know, trade shows. We, we have, uh, as part of your membership, you can call us and ask questions if you have problems with royalties or whatever. There are lawyers on the board. And they've actually been very active in in uh, trying to to limit the uh, the royalties that their group will pay, with some success. And unfortunately, the guy that passed away was the guy doing that. So I'm trying to figure out how do we continue that that thing, you know. And uh, but we we have information. And uh, we there there's a great well. You went to the IBS show in Boston at Simmons College a few years ago, and you had a good time. Yeah. Right. Well, there's a national one in March. You should come out to the one in March, and we'll have a good time there. And that is all sorts of New York radio people, and uh, we'll have uh, music, and, uh, you know, there's seminars, and, and it's basically keeping kids interested in radio. It's kind of like the next generation of radio people, and you do find kids that, are, that want to do radio and want to be in radio, and, 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 you know, you and I can agree on that. We want that to be a thing. So, that's our mission. So, uh, I will be going out there to increase the amount of students doing radio on, on the West Coast. That is my mission.
1: Well done, George. Well, perhaps we'll do a weekend re- a weekday reconnoiter.
0: Yeah. And, and we could do what we could do, One try to do in this week. I'm around until Friday morning. So, but I would love to do a show and I think I could probably bring some kids in. We'll just do it live on the floor on, on Saturday. If you want to try to wor- work your schedule for that, we can discuss, but that would be pretty awesome. I think.
1: Splendid. George, God bless you.
0: All right. Ready? I got a new out too, by the way, here we go. We're going out now. Stand by. Splendid
1: emotional consideration for the point of things provided
0: by absolutely no one (laughs) that's really true isn't it (laughs) we're gonna have to fix that we need someone to, to support us advertise on this show all right tom have a good week
1: you too george see you later see you later